Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com it's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the best bits. This is just the bits. I'm Morgan, and I'm going to break down the Bobby Bone show from this week. But this one is a little bit different than usual because Thursday and Friday were our St. Jude Radiothon. And I'm not going to include those bits here because you can see all those performances up at BobbyBones.com. But I'm going to break down Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday because we did have some awesome segments this week, so we can't not do a best bits. Here we go, coming in at the number seven spot. A listener called in and wanted to know Bobby's thoughts on the crazy ticket prices for concerts lately, and of course, all the chaos around Taylor Swift, Tyler Childers, and potentially Morgan Wallen with tickets going on sale and fans not being able to get tickets without them being astronomical prices. So Bobby gave his thoughts and shared a little bit of behind the scenes to maybe help understand things a little bit better. Number seven. Let's go over and talk to Josh in Virginia, who's on the phone. Hey, morning, studio. Morning. morning. There's an elephant in the room, and I think it needs to be addressed by some of the mainstream artists. I know everyone has seen what happened with the Taylor Swift ticket uh, and the scalping that went on about how tickets, you know, went from $600 to $3,200. Well, the same thing just happened with the Tyler Childers tickets. I don't know if you're you know, saw that too. What can be done about these scalpers and uh, what should be done? So I tell you a personal story first. The show that I did at the Wynn in Las Vegas was a Ticketmaster show. Now, I don't sell tickets to where if they all sell fast, the tickets go up in price. Some artists will allow that, meaning there's a word, there's a term for it, meaning is the more in demand they get, the more expensive they are. I would compare it to uh, you're getting a flight on Southwest. And the fewer seats there are left, the more those seats cost. So if there's two seats left, they may be $500 seats because you didn't get there early. So there is that that happens. And that is – uh, the answer is legislation. However, here's what happens to me. I go to the win. Ticketmaster is the biggest. They have all the infrastructure. They're easy to use. So I use them, but I don't set my tickets like that. It's called a dynamic pricing. Okay. Mine are just boom, straight through. But, what, but they have bots now that can go – 
and buy a bunch of tickets quickly and then immediately list them and resell them. So I come on the air and go, don't buy the resale tickets. And maybe you've heard me say that so much that it's annoying to people, but a ticket that would cost $90, $70, depending on where you sit at the show, at my shows, is $600. And I'm going, I ain't that funny. Don't buy those <laughs> tickets. Because I don't, I don't make the money. You know, the charity that we work with for every single show doesn't make any money. It's literally just the person who bought the ticket and is reselling it, which is a bot. So what can the artist do? Maybe not do dynamic pricing. But the other way, if tickets aren't selling super well, the prices can go down. And it helps actually fill up the place. So it's not just artists being selfish, but it's really just legislation, honestly. They're going to have to do something to fix that. And, and you know, I, I, I don't want to hate on just Ticketmaster because this happens at a lot of different places. They're just the biggest. So, yeah, it's very frustrating, Josh. I absolutely agree. And I try all that I can to make sure people that want to come and watch me perform don't get suckered. But I'm doing a theater of 2,000 a night, and they're doing stadiums of 80,000, and they can't say that to everybody like I can. So the answer is it's got to become such a problem that somebody goes, hey, we need to step in and, and create some rules that they cannot do this. And until that happens... And until it becomes something popular for politicians to go, I'd want to do it, they're not going to do it because politicians only do what they have to do to get reelected. So the answer is, the real answer is, I give you a piece of advice. If there's a, an artist that you really love, get into their fan club. It doesn't cost anything, and you have first access to tickets. For example, if uh, Morgan Wallen has verified fan, you can get in that and get tickets a bit early as a verified fan. Taylor Swift has the same deal, although that was a whole different oh, monster. Yeah. Um, but Josh, that, there is no easy answer here. Uh, some artists have the clout to actually do what Eric Church does, but most don't, unless you're just massive. And you can't fault the artist because everybody's just trying to work, make their living, provide for their family. But I appreciate you asking that, and I wish I had a better answer. I wish I had a better, better answer for me, too, because I've tried different things. And I found my best technique is to get on and go, don't buy those tickets, don't buy resale tickets. But it also leaves sometimes empty seats in places because... They weren't able to resell them for five times the amount. Yeah. And there's a block of four seats. That, and I'm like, I guess everybody hates me now. Nobody wants to come to my show. <laughs> and I'm all sad and freaking out. But in reality, the ticket was bought. Yeah, mm-hmm. by a bot. But it was still bought at the original, <laughs> original price. And it still counts as a set. But I'm like, I guess everybody hates me now. I'm never going to make it. Uh, Josh, that's what I have for you, buddy. I'm sorry that's not a better answer, but that's what I got right now. Hey, anything helps, right? I mean, I, just, I think people need to be more aware of don't buy, you know, you know, the resale tickets. I mean, unless, unless you have that type of money, right. but I mean, for your, for your instance, for your show, if you notice that your Las Vegas show sold out within five minutes, do you kind of scratch your head and like, Hey, that's not right. I, I think we need to cancel these and resell them. Or do you just let it ride? I don't have that kind of authority, honestly, to go, let's cancel the show. I'm not Eric church. Um, and I didn't sell it in five minutes. I did sell out in a day, which I thought was really good. And I would say it was probably like 15% bots who bought the tickets. So that's not so much that I'm like, okay, everybody's getting screwed. But it was enough so I could come on and go, don't buy those tickets. I'm not worth it. And we were going to do a second show, and that got messed up. But, yeah, you got to have uh, a lot of, of power to cancel a show. And church, there's only a few artists that can do that. So don't fault the artist. Just try to be a verified fan or get in the fan club because you do get early access to stuff. That would be my best advice. Okay. All right. I wish I, I could fix it. it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think I should be ruler of the world and fix stuff like this. Well, maybe when you do get into politics, you can. Mm-hmm. 
if this is why I get in. Or, or end of the world. <laughs> well, you would one. be the one that would understand this is the problem and want to. Yeah, not even so much about the music the part. It's just the people that are getting. The people. Yeah. They want to do stuff and they can't. Yeah. Josh, thanks, buddy. Hope you have a great day. All right, y'all too. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Recently, Jackson Dean was on our show, and when he came on, I tagged him in a photo on Instagram, and in that tag, it happened that our DMs popped up with him. And I saw that way back, like back when Jackson Dean was 15 years old, he sent us a video of him covering an original song, and I hadn't seen it until that moment when he had just stopped by our show. So a crazy video that we shared this week just as a cool reminder to see where life can happen in like seven years. I think he's 21, 22 now. And when he was 15 years old, he sent the show a DM and we just never saw it until now. And now he has a number one song. So super crazy story and really cool moments. You can hear that right now. Number six. We had Jackson Dean in studio. He performed. It was awesome. This is his song that went number one. Listeners loved it. He's so good live. So this is cool, though, because he tagged us in something, and you can go back and look and see if there's any DMs that have been exchanged over the years. Morgan found one. How old was he when he sent us a DM? He was 15 years old. What? Oh, wow. That's crazy. And what did it say in the DM? He tagged us in a video of him singing his own song, and he said, I don't mean to be obnoxious, but my name is Jackson Dean. I'm 15. This is what I want to do for my life. Please, if you have any thoughts about this song that I wrote, I would love to be on your show. We never saw it. He was a 15-year-old kid, but he sent us this video. Do you want to hear him at 15? Yes. Here we go. He already sounds like he's 30 there. Right. Uh But isn't that cool? He was 15 reaching out to us. Yeah. Man, what a hustler. Like, just working. I did. I wish I would have known this when he was in. I know. It didn't pop up until we tagged him, and then it showed the previous messages he sent. That's pretty cool. 15 years old messaging us. We should play his song now, because, listen, we made him. Oh, yeah, yeah. From yeah, 15, we, dude. Hey, we've known this kid since 15. <laughs> Let's see how quickly this narrative changes. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Getting us in the Christmas spirit is a lunchbox. He called a place and tried to buy the 12 days of Christmas gifts, but he didn't do his best. I'm not quite sure what happened in this call, but whether he should have sang it or if he should have like done it in a different way. I don't know, but he just read it off, and it was his idea of getting us all in the Christmas spirit, but nobody has to get me in the Christmas spirit. I've been in it since November 1st, okay? I'm ready to go. Number five. Lunchbox, what do you have? I feel like we have not been in the Christmas spirit enough on this show. I haven't heard enough Christmas music, and so I thought I would cheer us up, and I called a store trying to buy the 12 things of Christmas, 12 days of Christmas, What's I guess. like a one... Crappy horn, two yeah. turtle doves, turtle three French partridge. Yeah. A, a partridge. Yeah, that song, that song just par- did not last, did it? <laughs> no, it died. I don't know any of that, but I do know the song. The Eight first mills of milking, maids of milking, Ge- golden geese, golden rings, four calling birds, call? three. I call it a department store. Who says department store? He does. <laughs> My girl. You don't want to say what it is. I didn't want to say. I was just trying to. I, it was really a grocery. big chain. Big yeah, chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, grocery store. Yeah, yeah, but okay, so not a department store. Well, isn't that a department store? No, no. department stores got Very clothes different. and departments. Yeah. Oh, well, like, a grocery store now is clothes. Well, no, it's a super center. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, here we go. Here's lunchbox calling and trying to buy all this stuff. Go ahead. 
again. Uh, yes, I need 12 drummers drumming, 11 pipers piping, 10 lords <laughs> a-leaping, 9 ladies dancing, 8 maids a-milking, 7 swans a-swimming, 6 geese a-laying, 5 gold, gold rings, rings, 4 collie birds, 3 <laughs> French hens, 2 turtle doves, and a partridge in a, a pear tree. Yeah, so which one of those can you get for me? Uh, I don't have any of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry can, about can that. You, can you uh, check in your computer and see if any of your other stores have them? Uh, I don't think any stores would have them. You don't think any of them have eight maids of milking? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Interesting. You're wasting this guy's time. Oh, for sure. sure. I think okay. if you called them, we're serious, and be like, hey, I'm just like, do you have a... I don't know how many you have in stock there. Do you even have 10 uh, lords a-leaping? Like, if you ask, like, a Siri, I think you would get it. He knew you were singing. Oh. But I think if you hit him up and we're like, hey, listen, I got four, but I'm supposed to have six geese a-laying. Do you have two? <laughs> and see if um, they catch on. Just do I a few you. of them, yeah. Instead of just singing, singing the song, which sounds him. like you're just prank caroling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it, though. It's a, it's a good, good, good. And then he started singing with me, which was I thought oh, was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Lunchbox. Merry Christmas. Good yeah, tidings. Merry Christmas. Good tidings. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. When you get a little drunk, you might do some things and you're kind of like, why did I do that? Well, we talked about that this week because a girl ordered a crap ton of nuggets from a place after the World Cup. She had a good time, you know, drunk ordered a lot of nuggets and I mean a lot of nuggets. So basically, we talked about the things that we've ordered while we've been drunk and uh, they're pretty funny. Across the board, it's probably something you have done. If you've happened to be drunk and get yourself online and buy something, you've probably done one of these. But if you have even crazier ones than ours... 
please hit us up because these are probably my favorite stories. Number four. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas yes. time. Are you guys kind of feeling it a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. Have you guys done any shopping for other people? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. You, you have? Yes. How much percentage-wise have you done? Uh, 50%. Pretty good. I have deemed this practical Christmas. So I'm going to get the people that I get gifts in my life good gifts. They're going to be very practical. And that doesn't mean they're not going to be good, but there's going to be stuff you use. Uh, I do my hand like the stars. A practical, practical. Christmas. Ah. So I've been... You know, and more gift cards this year than ever before. And I'm not a big gift card guy, but I I can just dial in and know exactly the gift card that you will use. And so we're doing, and I'm getting Morgan a gift in our gift exchange here. But it's a practical Christmas. But Ray, even how do you, for her? Yeah. For the show? It's gift. the theme this year. Practical Christmas. <laughs> okay. For me. Right? how do you know a gift I bought somebody? Yeah, I mean, through the grapevine... I heard of a gift that you've already given that's not even Christmas yet to somebody. Like, a crazy gift. But it's, it's practical. It fits the theme. What, don't say who it is. What is it? Uh, a mode of transportation. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ryan, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, dang. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang! How did you I didn't know. Okay, Someone that- posted their scooter online. No, oh. that wasn't Chris. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you were right. Though. No, I don't you, think that's what people are getting. I, I, I was like, it's dang, a, that means it's gonna be a good Christmas around here. <laughs> I didn't buy anyway a scooter. Okay, that's what it was. Okay, that wasn't really a Christmas gift. I guess it could. You know what? I did say let's count this as a Christmas present. So does that count? Yes. Uh, and it's yeah. practical. I better. Uh, you don't even know what it is. I do. Hey, a motor. You want me to tell you what color it is too? Oh. What? Red. Okay. Oh, yeah. He knows. It's a car. It's a car. It's a car. That's very practical. That's that very, practical. very practical. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm just thinking 05 Ultima. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Amy needed a car, so I got one. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know. There is a Christmas market selling $265 hot dogs. What's huh? in it? You have to wait 40 minutes to get it. At Rudolph's Christmas Market, the high-end hot dog cost anywhere from 250 to 270 bucks. Taking 40 minutes to prep, the hot dog has Kobe beef sausage, white alba truffles, mm. some sort of champagne foam, gilded peppercorn, and chocolate crumble. Customers call the hot dog dramatic. Anyone who orders it had best chew slowly and enjoy the moment. Wow. Okay. That is, I mean, it looks awesome. It does? $265. I just can't imagine paying, I can't imagine paying any, any that, that amount of money for anything to eat. Unless there's like a souvenir of a gold bar on the table with it. But that's that's from Lad Bible, but it does look really, really good. How big is it? <sighs> About yay big. Okay, so it's like a foot long oh, so hot dog. Like you could get it going on with friends, and you each get a bite. Yeah, but then you then you're fighting over who got the biggest bite, and you've all paid yeah. so much money. <laughs> yeah, ain't no way. This woman, she was drunk. She ordered 160 McNuggets. Speaking of food, mm-hmm. celebrating the World Cup, she was so drunk, but she ordered 160 McNuggets. Wow. Obviously, she couldn't eat them all, and she didn't even know she ordered so many, and they all get there. She's just hammered. That's from the New York Post. You ever order anything drunk? Like you don't, maybe you're drunk when you order it and you do remember it, or maybe you, you're not drunk. I've never been drunk. I wish I had been a lot. That'd be fun. Mm. Sounds fun. Drunk is fun. Yeah. Drunk is fun. You ever order anything drunk? Morgan, ever anything drunk? I have. I've ordered clothes and they always come back and show up and they do not look the same when I order them. <laughs> do you like, do you usually like them? No. I've sent most of them back and I'm mad at myself when I do it. What does drunk Morgan like to order? Bold clothes? Um, yeah, a lot of leather. I don't really know why. You told us enough. You told us enough. Amy, ever, right. ever ordered anything drunk? Does Xanax count? It, sure. On earth. Because, yeah, yeah, I've shopped on, on that. And a different, yeah. What, it, I mean, I, 
I didn't mean to, but I. That's did. kind of the point, yeah. Yeah. So I'm with Morgan close. for sure. Close. <sighs> oh my a lot goodness. Of close, a lot actually. Of close, One yeah. time it was a lot, and I'm glad I was able to return them. Eddie? Mm, not Xanax. Uh, you ever order anything drunk? Does pizza count? Like when you're drunk, <laughs> dude, a hot slice of pizza sounds great. Okay. No, that but that's counts. something you want. And when you're there, it arrives, you're happy. You're like, oh, I want oh, some food. It's the best feeling in the world, isn't it? It is. It's great. So you order pizza? Pizza and more beer, probably. More alcohol. <laughs> you're drunk, you're like, give me some more. Give me yeah, some more. dinner for the whole table. <laughs> that's happened. You've done that? Yeah. You've had too, many, too much drink and you just bought Well, you just, maybe not even too, you just get, you have one or two drinks and then you're like, you know what? It's all on me. <laughs> wow. Um, You're very generous with your wallet. Let's have those dinners. Oh, you Ooh, shots, shots at the bar. You'll buy a shots, whole, a whole lot round of shots. shots for people. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> Should okay. try it, Bones. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, uh, food, real quick. I want to help Amy out here. If any of our listeners out there have Plumpy Nut. Excuse me? Well, excuse plumpy me. Nut. I'm if looking for If any of the listeners some. out there have Plumpy Nut. One nut. If you, well, it's a plumpy nut. If, okay. if you know what it nut? is, if, if you know it, you, if you've got it, then you know it. Plumpy nut is something that was served to my daughter at the orphanage in Haiti. And it's it's for kids that have malnutrition. And it's this peanut butter paste. But she brought it up the other day and she asked for it. And I want to put some in her stocking for Christmas as a surprise because I feel like it would it's like nostalgic for her. And she's like, oh, my gosh, it was my favorite. I loved getting Plumpy Nut. So you can't. Fi- it would, would be for me if I was. I loved government cheese as a kid because we had it all the time. It's how we ate cheese. We were, we'd stand in line with government cheese, government pudding. I love the taste of government cheese because I had it as a kid. Right. Now, it'd be like me going, I can't buy government cheese, but if anybody knows where I can get the government cheese, I'd like and it. And like, you'll pay for it. And I'm not asking for it for free, but I try to go to the website and it's distributed to relief organizations and different nonprofits that work and distribute the plumpy nut. So, oh, yeah. I, and they give it out and I'm not looking for it for free, but I want to buy some, but I also am not going to buy pallets. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't know if anybody could get their hands Ooh, on some plumpy nuts. asking Christmas. me what my project is. Well, hey, my friend's kid wants Christmas some. plumpy nut. Ooh, that's yeah. not bad. It's crazy because plumpy nut, uh, you can eat that. And also my nickname in college. <laughs> Oh, boy. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. November just ended. So, of course, we had to award an employee of the month for November and very exciting stuff because Amy was awarded for the first time her employee of the month award. She was super excited, shared her speech. And really, this one, there was no anticipation. We just got straight to the point. And Amy is our employee of the month for November. A great way to go out. Of 2022. Number three. All right, employee of the month. Let's do it. This is for the month of November. I know here we are, December 7th, but it's been a crazy last week or so. Uh, Lunchbox is sick. He's not here, but he's also not able to win because Abby blocked him for three months. Oh, yeah. Her prize was blocking him from employee of the month. Now, here's what we're going to do. This is a wrinkle. Whenever someone else wins it, their prize can actually be bringing Lunchbox back in for next month. Oh, but who would do that? Why would someone do that? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I feel bad that he got bumped for three months, but... What's the other thing you get to do? Well, there's a lot of things. Hey, Lunchbox, you there, buddy? I'm here. Listen, guys, if you want to bring me back, I know you're scared of competition and you don't want the best person in for Employee of the Month, so I'd understand why you wouldn't bring me back. But show your guts. Show, you know, that you have, you have you know, some gusto and you're not scared of me. Bring me back. Hey, so Lunchbox hmm. is not here because he says he has it coming out of both ends. Yes. So we're cool with him staying away. Even out of one end, stay away. Right, everybody? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's sick. But let's do Employee of the Month. So if I call your name, 
Just give a little quick speech. That means you didn't win. That's tough. Okay, employee of the month for November. By the way, if you win, you can spin the wheel of cash. You can do some self-promotion. You can block someone for three months. You can also block Lunchbox for another three months if you Oh, wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Or you can bring Lunchbox back, okay? Okay. All right, employee of the month. The first person that is not employee of the month is Eddie. What? You didn't win. I am the first one out? You're not employee of the month. What would oh you have boy. said had you won? All right, let me shift my thought here. Oh, okay. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you guys so much. You know, I want to say that my strategy finally worked. I was thinking I have no chance of getting this award. So what I did is I acted like I wasn't paying attention. I got punished and I barked like a dog and stuff like that. You do so you can get that wow, award. For the show. Wow. I did it for the show and it finally paid off. So thank you guys for realizing that. I, I may. You never know with me now. I may do this for the years to come. Hey, Lunchbox, who do you think should win employee of the month this month? Oh, it's easy. It's going to be Amy. Amy had a stellar month. I mean, just with her movie coming out on Netflix, um, she she I think Amy uh, is the head and shoulders winner of Employee of the Month. It's no doubt. Her Netflix special? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for watching. You know it was HBO Max, and do you know what it was called, Lunchbox? Um, Home for the Holidays. Close enough. And did you watch it? No, not yet. I haven't been able to find it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been home. <laughs> he hasn't found it on Netflix. <laughs> You're not going to find it. You know what? Employee of the month for the month of November for the first time ever is Amy. Let's just give it to her right wow! now. Wow! Wow. Amy! She has never won Employee of the Month. She won because, one, the mysterious package that was sent to her. She finally went, revealed that. She revealed it. It was that the, the drug that starts with H. Mm. It was a segment years in the making. We also learned a lot from the officer who called in to talk about it from that story. She made her movie debut on HBO Max with Holiday Harmony. There was lead up. There was Brooke Shields on with us. She's been unsuspectingly funny in the last month, raw and honest. She got Reese Witherspoon to offer up reading lines with her in an audition. Probably won't happen, but it was cool to hear. (laughs) Here she is with her speech, our employee of the month for the first time ever, Amy. Wow, Amy. Amy. Come on, go ahead. Say your speech. Okay, what I have prepared... Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. No, no, no. You won. Until now. Boom. There we go. She got us. Okay, okay. (laughs) Pumped to finally receive the honor of employee of the month. But everyone knows that we are team T-E-A-M, which together everyone achieves more. Go team. Pretty sure Michael Jordan said that. And he's like one of the best basketball players in the world, so go team. Doesn't sound like a Michael Jordan thing to say. No, it, it really doesn't. He was spelled M-J. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, is like he him. really not a team player? Watch the documentary. No, <laughs> he's the best. Uh, okay, so here are your options. You can spin the wheel for money. Mm-hmm. What Pers- are the cash options again? Well, it goes all the way up. You can win like 100, 200 bucks. Okay. You could bad. bring Lunchbox in mm-hmm. from the rain, the storm. Yeah. Or you could... Suspend him for another thing. I mean, because he sounds like he's super supportive of me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. What, what are you going to do? You can have personal promotion. Oh. Parking spot. But when I'm not using it. All oh, right, right. We're bringing in the wheel in case you choose the wheel of cash. It's walking okay. in now. The most money that you could win looks to be $300. Wow. Dang. That would be awesome. Amy, what are you doing? Hmm. Lunchbox, why should I bring you back? Oh, because you're not scared of competition, Amy. You actually okay. have, you, you're a real talent. Okay. Oh. These other jokers know they aren't very good at their job, so they're scared to go up against the best. And you, you know you perform, so you're like, you know what? Bring on the competition. Okay. 
Um, I'm going to go with self-promotion. Self-promotion. Wow. wow. That's okay. <laughs> we love it. So she dangles the carrot in front of the lunchbox and says, no, you horse, you can't eat that. And eats it right in front of him. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so what, how long did she get, Mike? 30 seconds. Oh, wow. 30 seconds. Yeah, self-promotion. Okay. Do you, want, do you want it now or do you want it later? What, what do you, you think? You never know. Okay. Okay, here I'll we just... go. And here's Amy's self-promotion. Okay, so if you would love to check out my podcast, that would be awesome. Or not even if you'd love it. If you'd like it, it's Four Things with Amy Brown. Wherever you listen to podcasts, I have two episodes a week, Tuesday and Thursday. And then on Saturdays, I have a podcast called Outweigh that's dedicated to eating disorder recovery. And then on Instagram, you can find me at Radio Amy. I'm also that on Twitter and TikTok, just not as active there. Got five more seconds. Have come on, come on, okay. Amy. At Radio Amy. No. <laughs> Says that over and over. Hey, that's pretty good use of, of power there. I like that. Good win. Lunchbox, how do you feel? You're sick. I know. I, I know. You got to come in at both ends. But how do you feel about that? Oh, I thought it was terrible. What a terrible decision. I mean, a coward decision. Oh. Very scared of competition. And then she didn't even use her whole time. It was absolutely brutal. Everybody already knows you have a podcast. No, they that don't. was a waste of your employee of the month. They don't. I bet not everybody knows. Do you want to promote something, Lunchbox? Yeah, you can tough. Turn them down, Ray. That's what you get. Yeah. That's what you get for jumping yeah. on the bed. Tough cookies. All right. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Blind karaoke, sad country love songs edition went down this week, and I am just gonna spoiler this because I am terrible at this game. Okay, I was so disappointed and defeated after I did this part that I went to Lunchbox after and was like, "Dang, that was really bad, huh?" And he was like, "Yeah, that was pretty bad." And I felt even worse about myself. And I'm just telling y'all, I am really good at a lot of things, but retaining information is just not one of them. And that is a big struggle for me on the show sometimes with games and with competitions because I just cannot for the life of me remember things. And in this instance, when I got a crazy old song that I have not heard in probably over 10, 20 years is the one that I had to sing. Yeah, I was screwed. Okay, I was screwed from the beginning. I just, yeah. So, so don't don't give me too bad of a hard time. You want to troll me, that's fine. Roast me, actually. You can roast me, but you cannot troll me. That is what we're going to go with after you listen to this blind karaoke segment. Number two. A couple things I want to introduce. First of all, this wheel. On this wheel, there are a lot of slow, sad country songs. Now, you may ask, why is that on the wheel? Play the voicemail from the listener, Ray. I just wanted to suggest maybe doing sad country songs for blind karaoke. think it would be hilarious. Let me know what y'all think. The second thing I want to introduce is, I mean, platinum superstar. Jordan Davis is here to judge. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. This is the by first dirt. time. Oh. Hey, by but, uh, dirt, greatest song of all time. That's facts. But Celebrity. you don't get no. it at least the last year. You don't get bribing. Yeah, that's a good one. What about... If a single you up, if he's ever stupid enough. My dirt's better. That, oh, 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 okay. Hey, I just did a uh, a thing where, you know, they asked me what my breakout moment was, was when you when Bobby Bones Show played Singles You Up. Really? And it, like, blew up my social medias. Did you, is that a real story? Social medias. Because someone asked me in an interview lately who's my favorite artist interview, and I said Jordan Davis. That's a oh, lie. That's cool. That's a lie. I prove it. Prove it's a lie. I can't prove yours. It's the truth either. No, it's coming out. It's going to be in. Uh, yeah, mine's coming out too. Watch for it. It's right. going to be in Variety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's in uh, Vogue or whatever. So, okay. Yeah, variety, yeah. sure. <laughs> He's making crap up too. <laughs> so, Mike D, myself, and Jordan Davis will be the judges. Jordan, you have your phone on you over there? I do. Okay, so just text Mike your score. One oh, wow. Three. Scuba's out. He's not judging anymore? Not today because a celebrity judge is here. That's fine, yeah. Let's go with sad. That's fine. <laughs> whatever. Wait, whatever. I'm texting right. Mike D, my store? Your score. Your score. Okay. But they, no, one, no one's saying yet, buddy. I know. I'm just I'm pulling his number up. Oh, okay. 
He's like, I don't, I don't have it. He's like, I don't know what to put him. No, 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 I don't know. He's not saying. He's, it's awkward. Yeah. Okay, up first, we we rolled the dice. Up first, singing blind karaoke, meaning she'll land on a song on the wheel and have to perform it, whatever it is, with no words in front of her. Oh, which this... means she has to guess words. She has to guess everything unless she knows it. It's Morgan number two. Wow. Yeah. Good wow. luck, Morgan. Morgan, you go to the stage yeah, and we'll spin the wheel. On the wheel are songs like Whiskey Lullaby, Drink a Beer. Oh, boy. Some of these songs I've never heard of. The Dance. I mean, Hurt. That's going to be tough. Is that Johnny yeah, Cash? Johnny Cash. Oh. Nine Inch Nails. Johnny really Cash. Hard. All right, here we go. Let's spin, spin that wheel. Oh, give her hurt. Please don't. Give her hurt. I don't even know. Morgan, you will do. He stopped loving her today. George <laughs> oh, Jones. the saddest oh song of all time. <laughs> he stopped loving hey, her there you today. Go. I, mean, I don't think I know anything about that part. loving her today. So, and, and Jordan, here's the thing. They usually don't know all the words. Sometimes they know none. So you can base your criteria on anything. It can be words known. It can be passion, how good they sing, all okay. that together. I mean, not knowing the words of this song is that's 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 bad. She's also like twelve. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So but this is this and she's is also some, not a country artist. I don't know, but this is some say the best country song of I all. I think time. I only know it because Bobby sings it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Every day about my wife, I'm like, oh, I messed up last night. She stopped loving me today. <laughs> oh man, Morgan, good luck. I feel bad for her. This is yeah. gonna be really hard. For, I, this I is, can this. already tell too that Jordan's gonna be a tough judge. Yeah. Well, when you have an expert and a CMA, you better come in here. <laughs> Ready to judge. I love Bobby's introductions. <laughs> uh-huh. Ready, Ray. Can you help me come in? Love today. And it's a beautiful day, and Bobby really loves his wife, Caitlin, and he sings a song to her every single day because he wants to make sure he never forgets her. And this is an important moment in their relationship because he can never stop loving her. And and he prays every morning day. Oh, God. Still. Oh, my. Yeah. I have to stop. I don't know this song at all. Can I just say, I'm safe. I'm good. Yeah, guys, I don't know this song at all. She was doing spoken word. Yeah, I was. I was trying spoken word. But also, he died. He died. Yeah. That's why you stopped Your new song is... I got nothing, guys. Amy, that's a great point. crying in the rain. Do you know that one? No. Okay, Morgan, she's out of here, everybody. Take get, get your scores in there. All right, so this should be easy, guys. Yeah, this is, don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about scoring. Let's just move on. That's a tough one. That was hey, bad luck of the draw, and also she didn't really try. I mean, why couldn't I be in when at a time when that happens? Because exactly. then I wouldn't lose. Exactly. Well, you'll be back. I in, thought it, I thought it started out strong. I thought like maybe she was just <laughs> waiting for the chorus, doing a spoken yeah, word but thing. You know, the chorus never and came. She never went. And never. She but never you make went the there. chorus come. Do like once you start singing something. <laughs> I don't. The only chorus I knew is. He stopped loving her today. Like, you should have just started with that. Hey, Jordan, I saw your score. You gave her a 1.7. I did. We don't really do points, but okay. Okay, okay. I'll run up to a two. Jordan gave her a 1.7 and a banana. Nice. And then also an orange and a smiley face. So he's doing a whole system I'm not sure with. Yeah, it's a, yeah, you gotta. I'll take the sympathy emoji. You have to decode it. Uh, Okay, I'll go two. I'll round up to two. Thank you. Uh, we won't tell your score every time. It's supposed to be anonymous, but. (laughs) But that's too funny. When I saw 1.7, I was like, let's. Okay, next up. As we rolled the dice, Eddie, you're up. Mm, let's yeah. go! Let's go! Blind.
find karaoke. Eddie to the stage. Eddie bring to it the home, stage. Eddie. Eddie I, like, I like Eddie. Doesn't even bring his headphones. Is there, Eddie, a song on this wheel that you'd like? Absolutely. Because there there's a lot of good ones on here. Burning House. That's Cam. Ooh. Don't Take the Girl. Yeah, I mean, Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. You can't go wrong with that. Drink a beer. Yeah, I want to see it right, right here. here. All right. But Eddie, I want Hurt. You do? By Johnny Cash. Oh, oh my God. I hurt myself today. <laughs> Come on! I've that's never. That's already. That's that's plus two right there. That's what I'm saying. Here we go. Well, he doesn't even have that Let's song yet. Spin that wheel. Wait, I couldn't see what that Anything was. but hurt. Anything but hurt. Oh, come on, come on. Eddie, you'll be doing Don't Take the Girl, Tim McGraw. Oh, okay, yeah. Johnny's wow. Daddy. Let's wow. go. Wow. And you're from for our that's listeners that maybe aren't familiar. Take Jimmy Johnson. Take Tommy Thompson. Yeah, dude. Feel good about it? Take my best friend, Bo. Higher standards, too. I, Jordan, I'll judge him hard on this one. Okay, yeah. He's, he's, he's fired up about it, too. Jordan. He gets very cocky. Jordan, you know what you're going to like here. Bring the heat, dude. Why are you doing Bring your hips at Jordan? Why yeah, are you, no, no, it's Tim McGraw. Why are you pelvic thrusting to him? He's getting into Tim McGraw vibes. But Tim McGraw thrusted towards you. What does Tim McGraw do? He emits sex. What? What? Is right? that what you were that, trying to do? Oh, yeah. Oh so now I am doing that. Oh Feel free okay. to do that. Guys, that's fast. Should I take my shirt off? Jordan, please. Jordan Davis is here to judge. Here's Eddie. <laughs> we doing. all just vomited. Eddie, Eddie, <laughs> focus up. I want to see some I want to see some passion here. Don't take it. the girl. Let's go. Faith, <laughs> this is for you. I can't even look at him. <laughs> I can't. Oh. John is daddy. Was taking him fishing. When he was eight years old They were walking down the street He had a fishing pole Then the corner of his eyes He sees a girl with another fishing pole And he said, Daddy, you know I can't fish with Another girl So Johnny said Take Jimmy Johnson Take Tommy Thompson Take my best friend Bo Take any bones ain't before me And hold my fishing pole Go take anyone in the world don't take the girl. Okay, there you yeah! go. Okay, okay. Hey, wow. He I'm said he was going to nail I'm it, I'm not guys. sure you hit every word, but... You... Was that sexy? It was. Yeah, that's what right. I'm talking about. It was. Yeah. I'm not going to stand up right now. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, guys, write your scores down. Eddie, where, where did you feel about that? Mm, kind of messed up the chorus there a little bit, so I would deduct maybe one point and for that. First, uh, no, no, no. Um, fish, um, fishing pole. Uh, there, there was, there was, there's four fishing poles in there. Yeah. Was think, one of them a fishing hole? No. Okay. I think there's only one. I think there's only one fishing pole. But uh, <laughs> you know, there's a couple. That course is pretty iconic. It's good. Um, is it? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. To, it's tough. I can't. I can't. But I got too Tommy much Thompson, Johnny Johnson, and yeah, and Bo. Bo. Got part of the chorus though too. Mm-hmm. Yes, we, I like what you did though. Oh. It, I, I had to do say, a little run. I gotta say, this the, the the passion was good though. Thank I you, man. The, I like the. Mike, and, you, you in? Okay. Do you want to go sit down? Oh, oh, you gonna sit down? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's Eddie sitting down. Good job, Eddie. Though. Now, you, we dude. have two people left. We have Abby. Oh. And our returning champion, Lunchbox. The, the champ is here! Controversial Lunch, than ever. Yeah. When did you, what did you win on? I don't remember. But he nailed I it. crushed it. <laughs> Whatever it was. Blind karaoke. 
Chapter two. Let's talk about chapter one real quick. Morgan came up and she spun the wheel and landed on George Jones and it was a train wreck. Yeah, that was tough. If you listen to the podcast, skip over that. Uh, then Eddie. <laughs> yeah, came I came on. hard. You did Tim McGraw, Don't Take the Girl. That's right. And, it, and you, you, we'll go over your scores in a minute. You felt pretty good though. Oh, I did Sexy Tim. I mean, I don't you know, know I mean? that that's true. I, 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 yeah, I did. You may have attempted to. I think, I think it was an attempt, but okay. it was there. It was well, there. Jordan Davis, Mr. By Dirt, Mr. CMA, Mr. A lot of his hormones are working pretty good. Look at his beard. <laughs> do, you, do you dye your beard at all? Uh, like in pat, cause I, yeah. Just a little, little patches, maybe. I'm starting. I'm starting to go gray. Yeah. So I got. I got to get it. I, I gotta, agree in that it sh- until it gets like all like strongly gray. Yeah. You just don't want patches. If I just have like one, there's one little patch over here that used to be red. Now it's gray. Okay. Same up here on the top. Mm. You can't just have oh, one. You, patch. you dye your hair. Uh, oh boy! I don't hey, say, wow. country now. There's your story. <laughs> wow! I don't want to come on on radio and okay. say I dye my hair, hey, but there's there's a few touch ups. <laughs> we like yeah. that. Yeah. Jordan Davis is here. I bring honesty here. Folks. I like. It. I love that. Abby. Own it. Yes. How are you feeling? Very intimidated. What song would you prefer? <laughs> oh, um, what hurts the most or Miranda? And why are you intimidated? Possible. Because you're sitting next yeah. to Mr. CMA. Yes. Mr. Bluebird Days right. coming out next year. The date of that album is my favorite date Woo. in the whole world. What's that album date? Uh, February 17th. There it is. <laughs> there it is. And he's judging really hardcore yeah. today. Yeah. So. I even went points. <laughs> he did. He went one point. On Morgan, which I was told I can't do. So, All right. I was tough on you too, Eddie, but I love you. you know Thank that. you, man. Abby, we're going to spin it. You're going to sing it. Let's spin that wheel. Now, Abby has... No words in front of her. She has to go, and she gets Miranda Lambert at the house that built me. Oh, Dang. Okay. Oh, oh, I got lucky. <laughs> I love this But one. you got, yes, and. So Beautiful she, lyric. If you know it, great. If you don't, just act like you do. Thought if I could touch this place, so feel it. Now, here's Abby singing the house that built me. I got to make sure I come in at the right time. I just had to come back one last time Ma'am, I know you don't know me from Adam But these handprints on the front steps of mine Up those stairs, through that little back bedroom Is where I did my homework and I learned to play guitar I bet you didn't know Under that live oak My favorite dog is buried in the yard I thought if I could touch this place or feel it This brokenness inside me might start healing Out here it's like I'm someone else Thought that maybe I could find my could just come in, I swear I'll leave Won't take nothing but a memory From the house that built me She is Abby! Oh. Hey. Let's go!
got the word for sure. You got the word. I was a little nervous. A little nervous. Wow. You can tell. The category is sad country songs. Jordan has his fist in the air. That was fantastic. Well, well thank thanks. you. Save it, Jordan. Jordan. Save put it, it, dude. Put it in the score, buddy. Hey, I mean, he she's just... not going to sound like Miranda Lunch. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, she, she Jordan just scored her a hang loose emoji. Wait. What do you mean go for it? Lunchbox is like she didn't even go she for did it. She did go for it. He just heard that on Idol, like he says it. <laughs> right. Those are words I mean, they're saying. I mean, right when Miranda started and the chorus came in. I thought that was you. you. You thought that was the me? Harmony? I, thought, I thought Amy was jumping in. I thought if I... I was like, wow. Okay, well, either way, she matched up with her, like, so perfectly. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Dang. Nobody's Dang. ever guys, been that guys, spot guys, on. relax. Everybody okay, just, Abby, yeah. great job. One, you did not yeah, hear her. She was not one thing, a little little more passion, a little more go that's for it. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was thinking. No, we like that, Jordan. That's a good point, Jordan. That's a great point. Hey. She, Abby, Jordan Davis said she should have gone for it. But other than that, I agree with that. But hey. I'm that. okay when he you said that. You guys act like I was crazy. I agree with that. That's so good, Jordan. Jordan, that's a good point. That's why you got you. You're an expert. I, know. I just said that. Did you guys not hear me no. say it? Good job, one, Jordan. Thank look. you for your expertise, buddy, look, and your insight. Lunch, lunch, when I have great points, don't try to jump on this. Oh, my goodness. That's Mr. J.D. Jordan Davis, CMA. CMA, J.D. Jeez. All right, Abby, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Let's go. All right, up next, here he is, our returning champion. The champ is back. In a controversial win, here he is. How you doing, buddy? Feel good? I feel real good. You always have on the big pants. You, you, you <laughs> yeah, always wear every day. oversized old sweatpants. <laughs> literally yeah. what you wear every day. Hey, you want to know how much I got these for? 12 bucks. In what year? Uh, Probably 2004. <laughs> there you go. That's a deal, baby. I like That's right. I do like how he's already standing up. He does. Let's he's, go. He's got a little passion. I don't understand. It's a sad country song, man. Okay, yeah, like, sad what would you like? Listen, I'll be honest. I don't know any of those. You know a single song on there? <laughs> nope. You don't, don't know the, you don't know the dance? I know that I could have missed the pain. Yeah, could, but you know, I would have had to miss the what day. What hurts the most? You know, I'm still a little hurt from whenever. No, I don't know that. Lunch, know lunch bash by dirt. He did by dirt. Yeah. I, no, no, I said it was the greatest song ever. No, you didn't. I don't know who. What hurts? You the said most. song was stupid. Oh, I, I think <laughs> Rascal Flats, maybe. Okay, here we go. Let's spin the wheel. Let's spin, spin that wheel. Let's go. Our final performer, the champ. Lunchbox, you will do drink a beer. Oh, drink wow. a beer. I've done that before. Luke you have. Brian, Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Oh, Luke Bryan sings this. Okay. For sampling his background vocals and wrote it. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to hear a little sample? Yeah, I do. So I'm going to sit right here on the edge of this pier. That's Stapleton in the background. Okay. Watch the sunset. It's legit. All right, you ready? <laughs> yeah, man. Ladies and gentlemen, our returning champion, <laughs> Blind Karaoke. No words are in front of him. He's just got to go with his heart and his gut and what yeah. he remembers. Yeah. Here is Lunchbox, everybody. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. This is going out to all the dead people. Wait, no, wait, what? what? Yeah, yeah, that's what this is for. All dead people? All dead people, man. Wow. Gotta say, it's a sad day, because you passed away. We had so many plans to go out and party and make memories, but now you're gone. My heart is breaking. And I'm crying some tears, but that's okay, because I'm going to sit right here on this pier and drink a beer, because you're now dead, <laughs> and it's sad, but it's all right, I'll always have those memories up here in my head, you know, like when we sat right here on this pier and we drank that beer oh it's so awkward. it's so awkward. it's so awkward. 
He's got a cough again, oh, Jen. So hard. This cough has me. Disgusting. Like, I'm gone, but that's okay, because I'm going to sing. This is crying solo. Right here on this beer, and I'm going to drink this beer. There he is. New every word. Okay. Yeah, you guys thought I was yeah. really wait, crying. Wait, I thought you were really crying. I no, thought, man. I thought, <laughs> you went for it. <laughs> he's crying it's again. A, ten out of ten, if I ever seen. He's one. got a wow. he's got a cough, and he starts acting like he's crying when he starts coughing. Man. Okay. No, the emotions come out when you You're sing a song like that. Lessons. He's had a cough for like a month and a half. It's one of those that won't leave him. Yeah. Paying off. <laughs> okay. Lunch. I mean, that was that was. That was fantastic. Thank man. you, man. That's how I won last time. That's how you bring it. Okay, yeah. you can go sit down, buddy. That's how you go for it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's what you. That's what you wanted Abby to do. Yeah, exactly. Go for it. Okay, uh, Jordan, <laughs> if you'll text Mike your score, Mike, if you'll put your score down. That should yeah. be easy, Jordan. Right? Yeah, my score. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, Runaway. I gotta say, I didn't know the verse on that either. Yeah, that, that's one that I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't know the verse on Drink a Beer, but of course I, I was pretty verse on. Well, we had four people, Morgan, Eddie, Abby, and Lunchbox. Lunchbox is the defending champion. Yeah, yeah. And he's saying verse and chorus don't know the difference. Uh-huh. The we chorus know. is what's repeated in the yeah, song. Yeah, but you did say the chorus. You sang the chorus and ended it when the chorus was supposed to start. Oh, really? Yeah, he, yeah. He, he, doesn't, no he doesn't hear any music in his ears. I don't he hear that. Goes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't we, hear we, the music. We could have given him <laughs> kid, kid toy headphones with no music, and he would have sang the same thing. <laughs> he would have said the exact same thing. Uh, in last place... Oh, there's no doubt. With a combined score of three. Dang, dang it's rough. <laughs> with three judges as Morgan. <laughs> wow. I'm going to take that. Is that on the lowest Jerry score ever? Yeah. Wow. You know, it's like you got one point for just writing hey. your name down. I mean, I, yeah. You know? That was kind of where I was at. I did some spoken word. You did. And it's weird. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the next person who didn't win with 15 combined, excuse me. Well, that's a lot of points. No, no. 22 combined points. Wow, Eddie. And didn't win. Wow, that's Lunchbox. That's no way. Eddie. Yeah! Wait Eddie a second. 22. That ain't good enough for 22's good, though. That's, that's, a yeah. good, that's a good score. I think Woo! so. You guys just don't like Tim McGraw. I get it. All right. That means it's either Abby or our defending champion, Lunchbox. Oh, wow, back to wow, back. Wow, wow. No, we know who back it is. Back to back. What do you mean you know who it is? We know who it is. Who, Nasal? Abby nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. <laughs> you saw Abby's head pop out the window. The winner like, has Ow. 27 points. Whoa! See how mean he is to me? That's what I'm talking about. Wow. And I'm right? I mean, it when, can't when, be when lunch. A, when an Please artist, tell me it's not lunch. When an artist loses it on stage, you feel that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You started coughing and then you covered up with crying. <laughs> uh, th- before we announce the winner, Jordan, thank you very much. Thank y'all. This Jordan, is Jordan Davis, our celebrity judge. Mike D, great job. About to figure out if I'm ever going to listen to Buy Dirt again. <laughs> He's probably good on that one. Okay. Yeah, well, the yeah. next song. Uh, Bluebird Cafe. Sky. No, no, it's The Money Isn't Real. He's like, that song's stupid. Oh. Which, that went into my score. Oh, that's The Money Isn't this, Real. That's right. Yeah. The winner is 27 points. Abby. Yeah! yeah. 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 You got three points. Wow. Lunchbox, uh, total, you only got 12 points. But I... 12? Yeah. You actually finished <laughs> next to last. I just, what? He wanted to draw it out a little bit. Yeah, I just bit. wanted you to be, feel like you were in it, you know? Wow, you, you had a lot of passion, though. I don't realize it did that bad. Are right, you guys follow Jordan on his socials. Jordan, what is it? Jordan, Kate, Jordan W. Davis, something? Uh, no one cares. <laughs> oh, that's it's Jordan Davis official. Jordan Davis official. Uh, it's officially me. Hey, does Jordan want to do one? I don't want to put him on the spot because he messes it up. He'll get cr- <laughs> if he weren't an artist, I'd be like, do it. 
But if he gets up and tries to sing what hurts the most and crush it but messes no, up no, four no, words, yeah. he'll, he'll kill him on the internet. Okay. It's not worth it. Would no, no, it's worth it. You know why? Because he said it's the greatest country song of all time. No, he said that. No, no, no. no. I said George Jones. Do he yeah. stopped loving he stopped her today. Let's hear it. <laughs> Let's hear that one. Okay. I'm gonna I want to play a new one. It's called Money Isn't Real. Okay. Just for I'm, you. Lunch. I'm just saying. Just for you. Abby, good job. We'll be back in a minute. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Coming in hot at that number one spot. Yes, that was a pun because Joey Logano, the NASCAR Cup Series champion, came in the studio this week and it was such a good interview. He was so fun to listen to and just talk about his life with racing and on and off the racetrack and what things cost. It was just a really intriguing interview. And Morgan One also came in because she's a massive NASCAR fan and has been for a long time because of her dad. And she got to ask questions. So really fun interview, even if you don't like NASCAR, even if you know nothing about NASCAR, totally listen to this. You can even go watch it at bobbybones.com because all around, just some really fun stuff. Here it is, Joey Logano and Bobby Bones with Morgan number one. Number one. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Joey Logano. Joey, good to see you, man. Thank you. you, you What's happening? Joey walked in and dropped a helmet off and he, go, he said something <laughs> snide, then sat down and laughed. So... You brought this helmet. Uh, you're not an Arkansas Razorback football fan, I assume? I, I mean, I just thought a race car helmet looked better. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It actually looks really cool. I'm, we're going to leave it up here, so I appreciate that. This is my stupid question here. How much does a helmet like that cost? By the time you're all said and done, like the actual race helmets, they're 
you know, probably five, six grand by the time you're all said and done with the radios on them. They're, they're all carbon fiber. They're really nice and light. They got all the stuff. It's my head, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't want to cut any corners with my head. I get it. I guess my real question is how much can I pawn that for? Yeah. If I were getting- <laughs> well, if I'm being honest, that's a replica, so you probably can get a couple hundred bucks for it. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm super pumped you're here. And so I all, so one, the people who works closest with me, and she's been a part of my show in my life for a long time, Morgan, come over here and have a seat. Morgan is a massive fan of NASCAR of awesome. you and she's going to make sure that I ask all the good questions that hardcore fans want to know because m- most of my questions are stupid for example you're really tall how do you fit in a car I I do my car is uh I mean it's made for me right how I tall mean, are you? I'm 6'2 um I'm one of the taller guys out there but your seat um you know it's a carbon fiber bucket and then they pour an insert for you so it's it's a foam they build your seat around they build you, a seat to fit you like perfectly do you and do so, that in your real car though can you be like hey. i wish because it is the most comfortable thing in the world you, you would never want to leave your car if you said if you had a seat molded directly to your body the way we do uh you would it's awesome yeah i'd like that garth brooks after this chair this is my, my my work seat that's what you need you need a, a custom molded mm. chair here no, for i got show. one from garth brooks is way better than yours because garth yeah. brooks gave it to me I, well, that's probably right yeah yeah that's probably right <laughs> and i'm flexing I can't back compete over with that <laughs> okay morgan that's my stupid question what is a great what's a great joey logano question here that Fans would want to know. Well, this is just a nosy question I have. So you you won the clash, the first race of the season, but you kind of had to decide, am I going to potentially miss the birth of my daughter? Right. How does that conversation go down? I know we saw a little bit of it in the USA show, Race for the Championship, but off camera, like how do you actually decide, decide you may miss the birth of a child? It was, it was hard because, uh, I mean, it's like the worst spot, like, it's good and bad, right? Because like, you're you're about to have you know a great moment with the birth of your of your uh, our third child, our first daughter, and we're racing in L.A. We live in North Carolina, so you're all the way across the country. Uh, it's our third kid. Everyone says the third one pops out like a slip and slide. So you're like, all right, this is going to happen pretty quick, and you don't know if you're going to get home in time. I'm, I'm going to be all the way out on the other side of the country. It's going to take me at least at least eight hours by the time I get on a plane, fly all the way home, drive to the hospital, I do the whole thing, and I I may miss that. And then I'm going to miss the race too. And so I did what any smart husband would do and said, honey, you tell me what to do. Mm. And so that's what worked out. And she said, you know what? When you leave to go out there, you're there. You're you're full committed. Go racing. And then she goes, I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what okay. about if it had been you the first kid? This, I said, what about if it had been the first kid, Joey? Different situation? Um, gosh, I, I, I don't know. Um, we, we were fortunate enough that he was born in January when we we're not racing, so it was okay. Um, it, I mean, it was a tough decision for sure because it's kind of the, the what if something goes wrong, right? Like, what if like you need to be there for, for something? And thank God everything went smooth and, and the, the way it all worked out was perfectly is, is exactly the way we had it planned up was go out there win the race come home we'll have the baby how long and until you had the baby once you got back home it was two days later did you get on a plane right after the race yep right after the race i flew home uh it was the next day we went into the hospital and Dang. you and got lucky she popped out i'm telling yeah. you she wouldn't have been so happy if all of a sudden he's on like turn eight and all of a sudden <laughs> or turn and all of a sudden the baby starts coming out that's, that's what are you awesome. gonna do like it's such a it's a tough spot i mean it's a part of it's the life we live too because you're put in a spot whether are you are you letting your family down, your wife down uh, by not being there, or you're letting your team down by not being there, right? They they have a lot that's committed to our race team as well, right? There's a lot of bonuses, and their families relying on you as well to to go do your job. So now you're like 
you're stuck in the middle, and it's a. I mean, like I said, it's a great spot to be mm-hmm. because you're. It's gonna be the birth of your child. It's great, but it's also a tough spot to be. If the baby would have started, let's say she went into labor, would they have told you in your ear during the race? Uh, so I said, you tell me like right after the race, like if we cross the start finish line. If, if she's having the baby, I am driving straight out of the racetrack. We're not doing media. I am driving the race car to the airport. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> going. Um, so I didn't have to do that, which was good, though. All right, Joey Logano is here. We're talking, first of all, congrats on such a successful season. I mean, you're the, when you were coming in, there's a passion with college football fans and NASCAR fans, and there are a lot of parallels between the two. But I said, Joey Logano's coming in, and some people, you would have thought I just slapped their grandma. <laughs> now, I had not met you. You are extremely warm. You walk in the room, you're smiling, you said hi to everybody. You're a kind guy. But why would people not like you? Why? <laughs> like, what did you do to them, Joey? Um, well, nothing to them particularly, uh, like directly. But I, so here's the thing. I think this is is true in, in probably all sports, and it's really hard for I think a lot of people to understand, is that when you get in a competitive environment, like driving a race car or playing football or basketball or whatever it may be, you have to flip a switch and become very selfish, like because you, you have to win. Like it's not about being nice; it's not about doing the right thing. It's about winning the race. That's all that matters in those moments. Uh, so you, you become a different person. And I think it's really hard for people to understand how you can do one thing on the racetrack and then get out, take your helmet off and be a normal person, right? And like be actually kind to people, right? Mm -hmm. But that's what it is though. Like my job is to go out there and win and and kick everyone's butt. Like that is the job. So I I, I get how that's kind of hard to understand, but I've also like tried to explain that for years that like... We're all like that. Um, I may be one of the more aggressive guys on the racetrack, and I think that's where a lot of this all, all comes from. Is that I, I don't get, I don't like getting pushed around. And I always push back every time someone pushes me. So I think that ag- aggressive nature is kind of shown a lot on the track. And when you don't get to explain yourself after the race very well, uh, it, it looks like it, people can interpret it however they want, right? And so you kind of you get kind of both both sides. Not everybody hates me. Okay, I, I, I agree because no, no, right. there was a lot of love. <laughs> There's some people, love but in people there too. are passionate with passion. Listen, I would like to take every Alabama football fan and shake them because I'm, you know, I'm market. But in, as individual people, I probably like most every one of them. But the groups, we don't like each other because we almost, it's like a respect of hatred because we love our people and we respect how good they are. We don't want them to beat our people. So all of a sudden, we don't like that fan base. But you know, what's great about it is, is, is passion, right? And that's yep. how build sports is that you're passionate about your team or your driver or whoever that is. Um, and a lot of times when you're very passionate about the person you, or the team you like, you naturally just don't like the others because they're trying to beat that they're person. They're trying to take your team down. Right. Uh, you know, it's funny you say that. When I, so I do this show five days a week. I have a couple TV shows, and I tour doing stand-up. But when I'm not working, I don't, I don't talk. Like, I live my life. Look at me. I'm the center of attention. But then when I'm not... I'm it's I'm a complete introvert. Really? And so when you're saying that, like you're super aggressive when you're driving and you're like the nicest dude when you walk in, there's a switch. I kinda have to flip off. You have to flip right. one on. I gotta flip, yeah. but it's like almost two different people. Do you when you're driving in the re- are you aggressive when you're driving on, you know, Main Street? <clears throat> uh no, not not as much. <laughs> Maybe I used to be more than I should be. 
kids changed all that for me. Okay, like you kind of like all of a sudden as a kid in the backseat, you got to be a little smarter now. Um, and now when someone goes flying by me down the highway, I'm like, you, you know? Do you, <laughs> you know? like cars outside of racing? Oh, absolutely. I am a huge car guy. Uh, antique cars, old cars. That's that's my my thing more than anything. Um, but do you have a garage of cars? Yeah, it's probably too much. I have a car problem. Oh, how many? I, I like shoes. Yeah. <laughs> he likes cars. This, that's his shoes. Morgan, what is your uh, next educated question for Joy Logano? I want to go back to like the drama of it all because that's one of my favorite parts. Um, so obviously, you're going to get into altercations with other drivers. It's happened. Sometimes you get into physical fights with other drivers. But then you have to race alongside them for sometimes like years and years to come. So what's the process of making amends? Because NASCAR fans... Never forget. <laughs> and they never forget. Neither the drivers. Uh, they they remember everything too. And it it's going to happen, right? Because we compete against. It's the same drivers every week, right? We, it's it's a, tra- a traveling circus, as I call it. Is that you're going from racetrack to racetrack, racing the same cars, same drivers, same teams. Uh, and, and you think about other sports, football. If we, we keep making references to football, so we'll do that. You compete against a team, and then you may not compete against them again all year, or maybe it's three or four months before you see them again, there's time to like kind of let it settle. But when like something happens one week and then next week, there he is again, right in front of you, you know, like, Oh, what am I going to do? Right? Like you, you all, it's, it hasn't died off yet. Like it's still that feeling, the anger, it's all still there. Um, so you react in different ways. And I, I did a lot of it the wrong way earlier in my career. And, and and part of that is just coming in the sport so young. I've been doing this for 15 years now and I started when I was 18. And so I just like, probably everyone in this room, you did some stupid things when you're 18. Yeah, I do them now. I did it in front of everyone on TV. And so they remember that. And that's part of the reason why they don't like me now is another, no, another I, piece of there's that. There's only <laughs> a small group, but there's a very passionate group. Joey. That's yes, right. Yes. That's right. Um, but but it, it's kind of how, how you do it, right? And you have to earn respect out there. And a lot of times the best way to earn respect is by giving respect. But you also have to stay in your ground, right? You, you can't get pushed around either. So there's just a balance between all that. So when I'm driving sometimes, I'll get in the car and I'll drive somewhere and I'll be like, dang, I'm already here. I guess I zoned out. You ever like daydream and zone out while you're driving? <laughs> no, no, it was different. Like, I mean, yes, when I'm driving down the road, yes. I'm <laughs> you, like, how did I get here? <laughs> exactly. I'm already at the mall. <laughs> or you take a wrong turn, you're like, oh, or all well, of a sudden you wake up, you're like, why am I pouring milk on my head? <laughs> <laughs> right. In the race car, I mean, it's, it's very intense, right? Because you're pushing uh, your, yourself, your vehicle at the absolute limit. And if you lose focus for a second, you hit the wall, right? And then your race is over, right? And so your your heart rate is high. You're in, it's very intense. You're focused in like this ultra focus. And so it, it can't really, you can't really compare it very well to driving a car. Okay, let me make this comparison because you do race a lot. Um, so I hosted American Idol uh, once when Seacrest was out. And I was, I was on the show anyway. And they say, hey, we need you to host because Ryan's sick. So I go up and I didn't feel like the moment was too big for me. And I'd done a lot of hosting things. And as, as I'm doing it, we're on camera, we're whatever. I, I find myself wondering what the score of the football game is that I'm missing because of this. Because I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm still doing an A-plus job, but I find myself, do you ever, are you ever driving in your race and you're like, man, I wonder what's ha- what we're cooking for dinner tonight? No. Dang. Right. No. I mean, I, I, I don't know if every driver will answer that the same as I do, but I, I don't. Like, I literally zone into something where it takes all my focus, where I can't, I can't. Maybe you're smarter than me to where you can handle more than one no, thing but at once. I, I literally than me. That's what it is. You're a champion. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Morgan, next question. Okay. So rookies, they have to have like stripes on their car, right? Right. Yeah. Is there any spoken or unspoken like initiation process as a rookie? And I know you're no longer one, obviously, but 
when you were a rookie, did you ever have any moments with veteran drivers where you're like, wow, they're ruthless? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so when you're a rookie in the, in the, in the Cup Series, uh, they put a stripe on the back bumper. It's called a rookie stripe. So everybody knows this is the new guy, right? Like, <laughs> you don't, this guy may not know. It's like what driver's ed, the magnet on the car. Yeah. That's yeah. what it like, is. Yeah, yeah. New driver. Yeah. Be yeah. patient with me, please. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> it's like one of those things. And um, I mean, it, it definitely is like a, a lot of the, the drivers that have been around for a while, it's almost like they set the tone pretty, pretty aggressively with that driver, right? They try to take control of like, hey, welcome to the big league moments, right? Like, here we are, you know, this is how we race. We're not standing up for this or, or whatever it may be. And I went through this like a lot. And, and it's funny. So I went through this a lot with, with Kevin Harvick uh, early in my career. And we had a, a couple pushing, shoving matches and back and forth on the racetrack. And it's just like a, it's really hard to deal with. Um, and it's funny because now looking back at it, and I was talking to him last night, we were, we were eating dinner together. Um, and, and we were talking about some of the stuff and I get it now. Like now that I've been around for a long time, I realized where I was screwing up and what I was doing wrong and how I came into the sport the wrong way. Uh, and I understand why he did what he did, but I didn't when I was 18 years old. So it's funny that like you can go through all that and then you can have a friendship kind of away from the racetrack and, and talking about it. You know, here we are 10, 12 years later after that, but uh, kind of funny how that all works out. Are you familiar with the band ACDC? I am. Okay. A little they're still here, a little before my time, a little before yours, obviously. <laughs> so they have a lead guitarist named Angus Young, and he goes out and he says every night he loses like five to six pounds because he goes so hard. Now there's a lot of intensity in what you do for hours at a time in a full body suit. Do you lose weight from the time you get in the car to the time you get out? And does that does it affect what you eat that day or how much you drink that day? Yes. Yes. Um, so our race car is like we don't have air conditioning. We don't have like a lot of the – creature comforts that you guys have in your car while you're driving down the road because it weighs a lot it robs horsepower from the car um so it, it gets really hot right so now our engines are running at you know 8700 rpm uh and we don't have air conditioning so it's a quite the water heater in front of us uh and you can imagine that the water temps are you know 250 260 degrees like it's it's hot well all that 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 temperature from the headers the engine all that stuff gets just put throughout the whole car. So a good rule of thumb, it's 40 degrees warmer inside the car than the outside air temp. So if it's a 90 degree day, it's 130 degrees Jeez. inside the car. You're in there for three, three and a half hours throughout a 500 mile race. Uh, so you, yeah, you're going to sweat a lot um, and you're working the whole time, right? You have to stay focused. You have to do all this, uh, but we train for it, right? It's not like it's, it sounds like you guys are all looking at me like, oh my God, that sounds miserable. And, and, and sometimes it is, but you train for it. You do it every week. You hydrate, you eat correctly, you do all the things, just like any other athlete before they prepare for a game. It's the same for us before, as we prepare for a race. Dang, that's, a, that's hot. But do you have like a little fan? I mean, yeah, I he's got a, one of those little <laughs> yeah. I like, they make them on Amazon, you put them around your neck. And, and that's a great idea. <laughs> I do have a, a, a so on top of the helmet, you see there's a little air duct on the top. You can and plug mine in. or the real one? Well, and, and both, <laughs> but um, on the top and the back. Uh, they plug in, and that's where uh, you get like outside air blown into your helmet, so you can breathe, breathe fresh air. So you don't like, and it goes through like a CO filter, so where you don't get sick and all that from the fumes. Okay. So that's uh, that's pretty much all you got. Dang, okay. that's that's hardcore. Morgan, next question. Okay, so you mentioned race preparation. A lot goes into it before you actually make it to the track. I want to know what area you think most drivers like they slack the most in, if it's the sim or 
what part they look forward to the least? I think probably every driver finds their own way to prepare, right? Like everybody finds their own way and what works for them. And, and you have to realize what your weaknesses are and what your strengths are and try to play to those. And, um, and, and you know, for, for me, um, the only way I'm going to feel confident is if I do all the prep work. Um, <clears throat> so it's really like a lot of film review for me, a lot of meetings with the engineers and going through a lot of the setup stuff. Like that's where I really feel like I can impact the team the most and where I can help myself be prepared the most. Uh, when it gets to race time, but like others go to the simulator a lot. I don't believe in the sim. I don't. I don't. I, you don't, I don't believe in the sim. I don't. I don't go there. Uh, there's like a this racing like simulator you get in, and it's like a like the coolest video game of all time. Um, but it, it's pretty realistic, but not all the way realistic. And so you can like to me, I think I can form a lot of bad habits and steer the team down the wrong direction. And so I don't believe in it 100. percent So I. I don't it go worked there a lot. for Ross Chastain this season. He did a video game move, yes. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's correct or not, but but he did it. And it classic works. Ross, it was, right, everybody? Yeah, yeah classic yeah, Ross. Yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah. who's Ross? Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> classic Ross, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean that's just um, everyone finds their way. Like you guys prepare for the show in different ways. I'm sure everybody has a different role and different jobs and and do it differently. Um, it's the same for us. All right, we have two questions each. So some of my athlete friends and some that I just know of in their contracts say they can't ski or they can't bungee jump because they have obligations to um, their, their sponsor or their team. Are those in your deals with them too? Because you are an athlete for sure and you don't want to hurt yourself so you can't drive. Can you yeah. snow ski? Um, it says in there just don't be an idiot, basically. <laughs> it's very, like, don't, don't go... Do something and get yourself hurt. If you do, you're out. Do you right? make That's basically decisions what it comes based down to. on that, though? Like if your family yeah, went to Colorado, you'd be like, I'm not going to ski. I'm probably not going to do that. Right? I mean, I went skiing with my son actually this week, but he's four and we stayed on the bunny hill and I was teaching him how to ski and we were kind of going on the But no, I did not go to the top and try to go down because I just know... I don't want to take that risk. Motorcycles? Would you ride a motorcycle? I don't, I don't do motorcycles. I mean, I ride a quad a lot. Like I, I ride a lot of stuff off-road because that's... To me, that's like it's how I grew up, and in a way, it kind of keeps me sharp when we're not in the race car. Like this, just think about it. It's not easy to just go practice. Like I can't pick up a ball and go shoot hoops. Mm -hmm. Right? I can't just go get in a race car and drive it in my front yard and right think that that I'm getting somewhere with it. Like it's not that simple or easy for us. So video game. There's there's that. There's also to me, it's just driving something at its edge, whatever it is. Whether it's a, oh, a go kart or a, 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 oh, I love this stuff. I love driving you just, you cars. Is it? No, I would never do that. Never ever. Do. I don't like heights. <laughs> no, I'll stay on the ground. Um, but I do think anytime you can push yourself uh, to the limit um, inside a vehicle, I think helps you on race day. Morgan. Okay, I'm curious about the Nashville Fairgrounds because there's going to be a vote early next year that's basically going to help determine if NASCAR is going to race there again. And y'all have not raced there since the 80s. Why is this a track like Dale Jr. and other current drivers are so vocal about wanting to get back on the series? I think, you know, it's a great question. That's how you know she's into this. She knows about the fairgrounds up and right Ross. here. Huh? And, and Ross. She, she knows, knows Ross that too. too. Yeah, yeah. Yes, very educated. Um, I would say the, the, the main reason for the fairground, I think, is it, it's a very historic facility. It's not far from downtown, um, which is really good. I think we learned that a lot this year is if we bring the races to the people, it is a whole different experience, right? When we raced at the LA Coliseum, right, we we're racing downtown. The place was packed, and I think it was it was close to seventy percent of the people there were first time racers, race fans, like never been to the racetrack before. Seventy percent of the people there have never been to one before. Um, right? So you think about the people that, that we haven't really reached out to yet. So 
I think a lot of times bringing the racetrack to the people, uh, the fairgrounds kind of accomplishes that. It's an old f- uh, facility um, that has a historic vibe, right? That throwback vibe. It's kind of cool. Um, so I, I look forward to it. Uh, hopefully we can all make it work, right? We're doing that at North Wilkesboro uh, this year at the All-Star Race. It's another racetrack that's been shut down for years. It's been shut down for, shoot, I don't know how long, 30 years? Yeah, a long time. Long Dell Jr. has also been really big on that. About that one. Well, he's a big throwback guy, yeah. so it makes sense. But it's cool that, like, you know, Dale Jr. was our most popular driver for years. And, you know, now that he's retired and he's doing TV stuff, but he still cares so much about the sport that he's always looking for ways to, to you know, keep things going along and doing different things. And he has that throwback, uh, you know, passion that he's always pushing, which is great. Joey Logano is here and not talking about anyone specifically or even yourself at all, but sometimes when guys will hop out of the car and they'll start swinging at each other. Why would you take your helmet off when you, not you, but I, 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 like if you're going to fight, why take off protection in any world? I see them take their helmet off and then go to town. Football players do it too. Like, why would you take your helmet off? Well, I mean, you kind of, well, you have to, like, I I don't know. I feel like you have to. Like that's that's a code of ethics. Yeah. I think like, yeah, Yeah, you got to take it off. Like the Roman warriors didn't go, okay, time to battle. Pull your helmets off, guys. (laughs) No, you leave it on in case. It's not about being smart in that moment. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. you're already doing something stupid. You're fighting. It's already dumb in the first place. (laughs) So you might as well go all out and take your helmet off while you're doing it. Okay. The extra dumb. Do you feel it if you get hit? Or are you adrenaline? Sis- I, what if he get punched? Dur- like at a race? At a race? Oh, like like in the car? No. Let's say uh, you, you and me were running beside each other, and I'm like, pull over. Is that what you do? Point at the side? Yeah, that's pull I do. over. I put my blinker on <laughs> yeah, after pull, that. Yeah. Like, and so you get. Let's say you get in a fight. Wherever you wherever you guys fight, like on the side after the race, do you, are you your adrenaline up so much that you don't really feel it then? It's really not that many fights. Yeah. Like it doesn't happen that often. It's not a hockey game. Um, and, and and honestly, I haven't been involved in one in, a, in quite some time now. Um, because mainly my son can watch YouTube now. That's good. Your dad, and your it dad lives. Now. It lives forever. And so That's why I don't like, fight. Oh. Right? Like, um, there's better ways to handle it. <laughs> like I said, I made a lot of dumb mistakes when well, I was a kid. Leave your helmet so on. There it is. If it happens anytime um, soon. Yeah, or just handle it differently. I, I uh, think that's leave your helmet too. on. Yeah, yeah or <laughs> I want to see you rocking in a helmet. And be like, I told him. I told him. All right, Morgan. Last question. Okay, last question. I try and convert all my friends into NASCAR fans because yeah. I just feel like it's so slept on. Morgan over there knows. She, I, oh, I, she's all the diehard. Um, what's your best elevator pitch for the people listening that have never watched a race or given NASCAR a chance? I think you got to go to one to really get the full experience, right? Like, just like most sports, like on TV is great, right, to watch and, and it has all that. But when you go to a race in person and you feel all the cars come by the first time, right? You have 40 cars going, you know, 150 to 200 miles an hour by you, uh, that feeling, you can't replicate it anywhere. Like there's, there's no, like, think about like, if you've ever been sitting on the side of the road when you had a flat tire or something like that while you're waiting for AAA and and you see all the the cars going by you at 70 miles an hour and they look like they're hauling the mail, right? Like they look like they're going fast at 70. Well, like triple that, you know what I mean? Like, or, or more than double at least how much faster we're going and they're allowed and they're bumping and banging and, and doing it. It's awesome. Like I, I fell in love with this when I was a kid, when I was six or seven years old and, and I haven't changed a bit since then. Like I'm always going to be a race fan first. Um, but like the feeling of the adrenaline, all that stuff going is cool. And then as you start to learn to detail the technical side of the sport, the strategy side of the sport, uh, it just keeps getting deeper, just like every other sport, right? Like it, there's a casual way of watching it and then you can just fully immerse yourself into all the details. What are you involved in, Joey, that like brings purpose to why you race cars, meaning 
you get to do this, you get a platform. So with that platform, you like to do blank. Yeah, that's a great question. And that's what I say, what's the why, right? Like, why, why do you do this? And, and, you know, my wife said it best to me one time um, once we, we were we got married a few years ago. She has been, oh, that's almost eight, eight or nine Don't years say it ago. wrong. This isn't live right now. But, uh, um, and she said to me, she goes, when, when you're on your deathbed, do you want people or trophies? And that was kind of like the eye-opening experience for me. And I, I said, I want both. And, and I and I think I could do that because I think you could take a trophy and do something with it, right? Like no one's going to remember we won the championship this year, fifteen years from now. No one's going to care. No one's going to know. It's, it's just going to be a stat in a history book that someone's going to look at and it's going to move on. But if you take the platform that God's given me here to do something uh, that impacts people for a long period of time, uh, that's that's a, something that lasts for generations. Um, and that's why we started Joey Logano Foundation. We give second chances to children and young adults in times of crisis. A lot of foster foster kids, foster families, um, kids that just haven't been dealt maybe the, the best of hands, uh, and, and they need they just need some loving, right? They just need somebody to support them, help them, uh, you know, become a contributing member of society. Uh, and we work with a lot of organizations that do that. And and basically, uh, we we use our, our race fans, our platform, and all that to pour a little bit of fuel on on the sparks that these other organizations are doing, right? That's we're trying to bring some some light to what they're doing, and that's that's the why, right? That's that's the whole reason why we really do what we do. So if not. These trophies are they're empty cups. Like it doesn't it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So that's that's the main reason here. What well, uh, my last not even a real question, but you have a ring on that is a monster. What is that? That's the championship ring from from this year. So they they gave this that to me. Is, uh, is that the real Phoenix. one? Dang. That's the one right there. Wow. It's a, it's a little big and gaudy. It's a, a little flashier than I typically am. This is a pretty flashy thing to do, but what is it? I felt like it's, yeah, we're here for the banquet. It's probably like the only time that I can wear it without like feeling like I'm a, it's a bell buckle, you know? Yeah. Huge. It's, yeah. A bell bu- it's a bell buckle. Huge. Like we, Eddie, Eddie, we were get we headlined the, uh, the, in Wyoming. Yeah, it's uh, Freedom, Fr- Freedom. Uh, Frontier Days. Frontier Days. Big deal. So Eddie, we, we headlined that show and they gave us these big belt buckles and it uh, is not as big as ring. <laughs> it's, that, it's not as big as that ring. I, it's 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 heavy. It's a little much. But uh, hey, you know what? If we won the whole thing, I might as well I wear agree. it for at least I a agree. weekend, right? <laughs> well, I'm going to say this: you are my favorite driver. Am I the only one you ever met, though? No, no. All right, no, not at all. Who's the one? We've met a few. Tony Stewart Tony liked Stewart. her feet. It was weird. It, do you like know him? Feet. Do you know Tony? Yeah, I know Tony. Stewart. Yeah. Is, have you? Did you know he's maybe maybe has a foot fetish? I did not know this. Okay. Yeah, he was talking to her about he, her feet. Yeah, he kept staring like at her. on him. the air or like afterwards? No, no, we were at like a, a creepy conversation we were at about at your feet? race and maybe interviewing him for something, and he kept looking at them, and then, I don't know, what he, like he walked away. Well, wait, like, so we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, no, I feel like I got to know more about okay, it, though. Okay, okay. <laughs> he just said, I, he said, I, I, you have nice feet, and nice he feet. walked Favorite away. That's Morgan, it. who did I just the guy. Who did I just do the, the TV show with? Kyle Bush. Oh. Uh, you know what, that guy, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I'll be honest with you, Joey. I get on this, and I'm not supposed to say what show it was yet, but we did a show together, and I didn't know, I didn't know who he was. Uh-huh. And I thought they brought on, like, a fan to, like, be a part. <laughs> that went over well. <laughs> and I was just confused. And I said, because his house was in the background, and I said, dang, whatever you do must pay well. I didn't know it was. And I think he thought I was kidding, but I wasn't because I didn't know who he was. And then later I realized he was a driver. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, this is Kyle Bush." And I remember somebody was like, oh, yeah, that's Kyle Bush. And I, what's he known for? 
Because um, the reaction wasn't positive when I said that to who I was with. They were like, oh, yeah, that's Kyle Bush. Uh, he's, he's a, a love-him-or-hate-him type of Okay. Of, of Just a big personality. Right? Like, he's then. a big personality. He's very uh, emotional and, and, and really speaks his mind a lot. Um, and uh, he's a character. Right? He, I mean, he's, a, he's a character in our sport for sure. Uh, he's a very talented race car driver. Uh, you know, he's one, one of the best on the racetrack. Um, I ended up liking him yeah. just fine. Yeah. I just didn't know who he was at first, and I thought he thought I was joking, but I wasn't. I don't know. I just thought it was a dude who I was teamed up. I didn't. It was a whole thing. But in the end, <laughs> look at us. You're my favorite. I met him. I met Bush. I met Denny Hamlin. You met, met him. Met Hamlin. And you know this guy, Ross, now. Ross. Chastain. <laughs> Bro. Watermelon man. What? Yeah. Look, yeah. Joey, you're awesome, man. You can't, you know, sometimes. I'm a little hesitant or a little apprehensive, but yeah, you're the guy. You're my guy. All right. Well, like thank the you. nicest guy. I gave awesome. you a helmet. I kind of bought your love, but no, that's okay. You know, it actually put you a quarter step back because I was like, he's trying to buy my love. Oh. But then. Now, I should have gave it to you afterwards. No, no, it's still good. I like it. It's still good. Yeah, okay. I like it. All right, all right. Uh, okay, listen, you guys follow Joey at Joey Logano. That's my new favorite driver. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be watching. Thank you. Get on the track. Do you shift your gears? Win some stuff. And that's what we do. That's it, Same. right? So, what do we look for to make sure it's your car? Number twenty-two. 22. That's okay. it. Is bright, it always it's yellow. bright Pins shell pens oil? Bright yellow and red okay. car. You, you can't miss it. It's he's the always one that stands up in the front. Out the most. It's yeah, good. he's the guy. Yeah, I like that. He's yeah, got yeah, winning. Yeah, yeah, okay, but yeah, there. but once they start going in circles, you can't. tell Well, they don't show the people in the back when I mean. Okay. You'll see. It. It's the one. yellow one. It stands you. out. It's one yellow. of the only yellow cars That's out there. Tw- okay, gotcha. Yeah. Big yep. fan here. Yeah. Thank you. Here yeah. he is, our friend, Woo! Joey Logano. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. I hope you all have a fabulous weekend. Thanks for hanging out with me on the best bits, just the bits. Make sure you check out part one with Raymundo. We talked about some other funny drunk stories that we have and some DMs that Ray has sent and they've kind of come back to haunt him or embarrass him, however you want to say that. And we also talked about a few other things that we've done this year for the first time. And, you know, if there's one thing that we've paid a lot of money for, just a fun overall hangout with Ray on part one. But even if you don't listen, you just listen to this to get caught up on the show. I'm glad you're here. I love you all so much. Make sure you follow me at WebGirlMorgan on all the things. Or you can follow the show at Bobby Bone Show. Have a fabulous weekend. Bye, everyone. The Bobby Bones Show. Uh-huh. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. 
Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com.